looking for a show theme, usually rhymes with the year. Like we were setting you straight in 21.8. Somebody suggested this. Avoiding Emperor Palpatine in 2019. This is for Sean. Yeah, that's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> yeah, okay, from yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the terrible middle series of movies. I don't know that Please. one. Well, I mean, he was later in the, the oh, middle I ones. I guess he was, he was yeah. Emperor. Okay, yeah, I yeah. apologize. Spoiler alert. All right, okay, super. Currently in Washington, D.C., they're questioning one William P. Barr over whether or not he's the sort of person you want is your attorney general in the United States of America. And if anything exciting happens, we will bring that to you. Uh, Robin Roberts uh, might be horning in on our bit of uh, themes that go with the year. Here is her uh, throwing her theme into the mix. And this year, my life is serene in 2019. So the hashtag is serene in 2019. More people stealing from Armstrong. Serene in 2019? I don't like it. I like fighting the machine in 2019. Vengeance is mine in 2019. (laughs) Where's the machine? In 2019. Anyway, all right. So you got Barr on Capitol Hill. Sure. You got the uh, the uh, shutdown dragging on. Nobody's given an inch. So uh, the good folks at Gillette. You know Gillette. They make uh, various products. Most famously, razors for men. I used one just the other day to shave. It was a triple blade. Scrape the whiskers off your face and separated or something, and then sliced and diced. Yes. Um. I. I. You know what? I may be using Gillette razors right now. I'm about to stop though. Oh really? I'm going to join the worldwide boycott of Gillette. Those virtue-signaling, politically correct, hashtag-slinging, trying-too-hard bastards. All right, here's the deal. They released one of those super commercials. It's like two minutes plus, right, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Of... These are the commercials that rarely do you see in television, but people watch online. And then talk about it, and they get free publicity. Yes. But this is Gillette telling men, you have to do better. We'll play you a little bit of it. And describe it. It's it's uh, heavily visual, but go ahead. Let's bullying. Taste. The Me Too movement against sexual harassment. Is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. Sexual harassment is taking over. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. And there will be no going back. Did you let her in? Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right way. Various scenes of men interceding already are. other men and boys are being bad. In ways big. Men. And small. But some is not enough. So how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today... Well, uh, my first thought was uh, my wife uses Gillette razors. They might sell more products to women than men, for all I know. My wife shaves her legs. She's not like some of you hairy hippies that are listening right now. No, my. But uh, what's the uh, what's the RazorClub.com? Somebody dial that up for me. <laughs> <would you? laughs> 
right. Here's... But, but that, that might be part of the calculation, might not be, that they're appealing to the, 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 the group of men that, that, that think being a man is bad, and they kind of wish they weren't. They're ashamed of it. <laughs> they're ashamed of being a man. Right. And then all the women <clears throat> who buy razors. All the women Although, who actually believe that yeah, claptrap. My wife doesn't. So. Some of which is not claptrap. And that's that's the thing about the modern era, where everybody is so desperate going through the day for somebody to be angry at so they can signal their own virtue. <clears throat> to be able to point at the evildoers and cry, which, which, which is not to suggest that you know, there's no such thing as like sexual harassment or bullying well, or mean guys or anything like that. But the the problem is the whole baby in the bathwater situation that the modern hashtag era is so bad at. The manly virtues are utterly necessary for humanity to survive and thrive. At the same time, and this will blow your mind, any guy who hurts women or hurts people, or bullies those smaller than him, or or what have you, is a bad person. Well, a lot of the examples I hear of toxic masculinity is, you know, boys who like to run around and be loud at recess. Exactly. And stuff like that. That's, That's throwing just... out the baby with the bathwater. Exactly. Let boys be boys. Boys will be boys doesn't excuse awful behavior. It never has. That's not what the expression means. Now, if sometimes somebody stretches it to mean that, well, then they're an idiot. I don't know about you. I grew up in a home where there was no talk of toxic masculinity or men should be ashamed of being men or little boys should act like little girls or everybody should be effeminate or any of that, any of that. But it was utterly clear. You never raise a hand against a woman. You never bully somebody who's weaker than you. That's pathetic. You don't sexually harass. You treat women with respect. The idea that to be a good man, you have to be an effeminate man is, you know, is the the, the way too farest pitch that we're getting from a lot of people. And Gillette's just trying to signal her virtue. Boy, they didn't uh, sell more products to a lot of the people who are texting in or aren't going to in the future. Hey, Gillette, blank you. Blank them. Bought my last Gillette razor. So they had to know there would be a certain amount of that, right? Oh, you'd think so. On the other hand, you got that hilariously ridiculous Kylie Jenner Pepsi ad where she brings the angry protesters and the cops together with a Pepsi, and the (laughs) reaction was universal derision. Well, that's true, and they didn't see that coming. They put together that ad watched it, released it, and then were shocked that everybody thought, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, Gillette, yeah, they might have misread the room. I, I These products are all so close to the same, whatever the other brand is. When I'm at the store, for the rest of my life, I will choose the one next to Gillette that's the same price and as good. Right. It's uh, not a major deal. I'm not going to make a big protest. I'm not going to march in the street. But they have changed a, buying, a minor buying decision, and I won't buy their product probably anymore. Right. There was, so that's, it just has that effect. I'm trying to find it. I think it was on CNBC. I mean, that, and I can't. I'm not into these boycotts. I don't like that sort of thing. I don't like when people boycotted Nordstrom's till they had to get rid of Ivanka Trump's perfume, that sort of stuff. That's but, just dumb. But the point of advertising is the next time you are there and there's a Coke and Pepsi next to each other, same price, same drink, you choose this one over that one, over some positive image in your mind. I now have right. a slightly negative image about Gillette in my mind, and I'll choose the other product. I wonder how many people reacted that way, and if they factored that in 
You know, they took a quick look recently, and uh, the... I just hate the term toxic masculinity. Every time I hear it, it's misused. So it has become a symbol of misuse of that thing to me. Right. Yeah, right. They're uh, right. I understand what you're saying. Like uh, I made infinitely clear, there are aspects of some things some guys do that are manly, manly things that I think are sickening. Um, but to use it as an indictment of masculinity in general, it's almost always overused. Uh, I, I they took a quick look at the comments on the YouTube video, and there were thirty-two thousand likes and two hundred and fifty thousand dislikes. Wow, they couldn't. They That'll couldn't, evolve. They couldn't have anticipated that, could they? No, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Um, I, I have two more points to make. Um, and, while, and, while you're making your point, somebody says Dollar Shave Club has a response to Gillette's ad. Oh, let's get check it, it out on Twitter. See yeah. if you can find that while Joe's talking. Okay. Joe. You know what? Let me. Well, okay, I'll go ahead and make my points. Razor Wars. As we've said many times through the years, the idea that to be pro-woman you have to be anti-man is, is just for stupid people. Or to be pro-man you have to be anti-women. That's just it's just so dumb. Um, little boys in schools in the United States systematically over the last 25 years have been done so badly by an overwhelmingly lacking in insight female education apparatus. And a lot of female teachers know this. They, they write us emails all the time and say, you guys are so right about this, demanding that little boys act like little girls. You need to sit still. Be cooperative, etc. Don't be competitive. Don't have lots of energy. Don't need to run around a couple times in the day to get rid of all that energy. Don't act like that. Here's some Ritalin. Gobble that down. That'll help you out. Which is not to say that nobody needs that sort of medication, but it's way over prescribed. I mean, that's been a huge part. Women outnumber men on college campuses, etc., etc. I mean, women outnumber men in graduate schools. And and finally, and this is not what aboutism. This is just making a point about. Good and bad in men and women. The suicide rate for adolescent girls has quadrupled in the last 15 years. Quadrupled. It's a national nightmare. And a lot of it's social media and online bullying. Hey, uh, girls, young women, moms of girls, who's more vicious online? Oh, good one. Good Boys question. or girls? You know, an honest answer would be that they can both be pretty vicious. But in terms of viciousness and hurting and excluding and making to feel inferior and ostracizing and the rest of it, girls can be heartless, soulless predators. I've seen it. I've raised two daughters. So can we just talk about what's good behavior and what's bad behavior and not try to indict a sex over it? Do yeah. we have how long is that clip you have for Sean? I love uh, it. It's like 30 even, uh, 20 seconds. Even liberal Saturday night live mocked this sort of advertising fairly recently and hilariously. We open on a Mexican person wearing a sombrero. <laughs> he takes it off underneath is a Muslim woman. The Muslim woman takes off her hijab and underneath is a Jewish person. The Jewish person takes off his yarmulke underneath is a Cheeto. Hard cut. We are one. Harder cut. Cheetos. There you go. Enough said. Oh, that's so funny. Still one of the funniest things that's ever happened. Um, so we'll get the response in the Razor Wars from yes. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club just ran up to Gillette and punched it in the face. What's Harry's? Somebody said Harry's came out oh, with yeah. an equally stupid ad. Yeah, it's another uh, uh, Razor Club. I don't know the Harry's Razors. Oh, they make fine razors. <laughs> 
Save you money, too, month after month. <laughs> All right, you say so. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to new research, 60% of Americans say they plan to get in shape in 2019. And according to newer research, it's now just 10%. (laughs) Lovely. That's so depressing. It's just so depressing how quickly my will gives out. <laughs> oh boy, I'm close. Oh boy, I'm close to New Year's morning. My resolution is to not eat donuts and then have a donut. I'm cl- and the gap is closing that much. No oh boy, or I'll just say it and then eat it. I'll eat a donut with my mouth full. I'm not going to eat donuts this year. That's my New Year's resolution. That's what the gap is closed to wow, that that's, point. That's where the uh, supply and demand cross right there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. the. Wow, it's just amazing. Anyway, we got a bunch of texts. Gillette Razors came out with an anti-toxic masculinity ad, which, again, every time I hear that phrase, it's used uh, poorly. So to well, me, that phrase means you're overreacting to so, so when you men hear, being men. Yeah, when you hear someone critique toxic masculinity, you hear a critique of masculinity in general. It, it's, it's usually what, used in that yeah, way. Yeah, it's usually yeah. what they're doing. Okay. It's, it, it, it's applied way too broadly. It could be a perfectly good term for things that guys shouldn't do, but almost every time I hear it, right. it's used for something that's just normal boy behavior. Right. So... So I hate that term. It's it's the um, flip side of saying boys will be boys as your boys run around and get muddy and sweaty and scrape and the rest of it and are fine. That's fine. If it's used to describe like becoming a, a gangster and stabbing people and taking their purses or harassing or assaulting. No, that's not okay. I don't I won't it's even huge overreach. I won't even engage in that conversation. I know. Um I have a sixteen year old girl and a fourteen year old boy in high school, and I hear the word bullying, I immediately think of the girls. No thought whatsoever of the boys. The girls are vicious and brutal. Boys not near as much in my experience. It's just different. They're, they're, they they attack their peers in different ways. Boys sure. do it outwardly, girls do it in a more yeah, emotional the, kind of social way. The point yeah. is girls do it too. Yes, yes. And uh women will tell you all the time it's the other women in the workplace that are so vicious right. with the things that they say and went so yeah. Here's a great analysis of, of why this ad campaign went bad by uh, Charles Taylor in Forbes. Um first of all, he points out that Gillette's come under competition from Dollar Shave Club, Harry's, along with a resurgent Chic. I was completely unaware of Harry's. That's a Target thing, I guess somebody said. It's, Everybody's it's, one wait, of those. You wouldn't believe how many texts we've got saying you got to do Harry's. Yeah, I've, I've heard their ads for years. I don't know. Maybe it's mm-hmm. what I listen to. But um, it's market share. Schick's market share has dropped from 70% of the market to 50% in 10 years. They've had to drop their prices by about 15%, and their market share continues to erode. And so this I is... I go to those very expensive shaving boutiques in the mall where you get a, uh, a marble-handled woolly mammoth ivory shaving tool super and the blades are forty dollars a piece right that sets like nine hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> yeah. um so uh it's obviously obvious that gillette is desperately trying to get young men and women uh for their shaving needs to to have affection for gillette because they're desperate for market share 
Um, on the other hand, they fail to calculate that, you know, a lot of young men are, are hairless wisps and a lot have gigantic beards. <laughs> Neither one is really their, uh, their market. But the guy points out that um, people don't really like to be lectured by profit-motivated companies. There's immediate skepticism. Also, um, it should have been delivered more effectively and differently. It's a confusing commercial because uh, we're motivated by gaining approval and avoiding disapproval. And they're showing good behavior and bad behavior, but some men, and it's not enough, and you should identify, but they show more bad behavior than good, and it's just it's just muddled. And then they mentioned politically charged language should be avoided by advertisers. Jack, you'll be gratified by this first sentence. The use of the term toxic masculinity in the ad was a flat-out mistake. While only mentioned quickly and briefly, the use of this term, which many men associate... With a one-sided critique and sure. stereotype of an entire gender. Absolutely. Right. We got this text. Can I have one product that doesn't preach to me about some political or social justice issue? Yeah, no kidding. Just stay out of it. It's easy to see what you're doing. You're doing it for money. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Attorney General nominee William Barr facing a barrage of confirmation questions. One of the wedge issues pushing the L.A. teacher strike you may not have heard about... And we got a new report on the connection between sleep and heart attacks. Coming up. No. No. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. going to strike a chord with people. We got more texts on the Gillette Razor commercial than anything we've talked about in several days. You know, a person could go off on a tangent about how if a society is living desperately and and, and violently, for instance, it's beset by its neighbors, uh, you know, the hardcore masculine virtues must be prized and celebrated because you're fighting for survival all the time. And as societies become more Affluent, comfortable, unthreatened, fat, lazy, some might suggest. Um, The less those qualities are prized until they're needed. It's the old uh, hard times make for strong people. Strong people make for good times. Good times make for soft people. Soft people make for bad times. And we're where in that uh, arc? I'd say we're, we're fairly soft people. Somewhere in the middle. It's not an unpleasant time to live. I'm a little concerned for 50 years from now, but, you know... You'll have to tell me about it in heaven. Well, I don't know. I could still be kicking. I'm very youthful. Why do you assume you're going to be dead in 50 years? I don't know. So many people wish it that I just... (laughs) At some point, karma's going to, you know, sneak up behind me. Wow. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Attorney General nominee William Barr does not believe special counsel Robert Mueller's involved in any kind of witch hunt. During his Senate confirmation hearing this morning, Barr said, I believe it is in the best interest of everyone, the president... Congress and the American people that this matter be resolved by allowing the special counsel to complete his work. Now, Barr said, I think he believes that, but the dumb part of this dog and pony yeah. show is if he was the kind of guy that's in on it with Trump and Putin, he would just lie. <laughs> so what's the point? But he's not. The guy's respected. He says, no, I'm not going to tear apart the investigation. We'll let it run. Will you? Will you or won't you? <laughs> I, I won't. I will. What, what, wait a minute. Which direction are you asking me from? 
Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein asking the nominee if the president asked him to discontinue the Russia probe headed up by Barr's former colleague Robert Mueller, would he? I think it would be uh, a breach of the president's duties to faithfully execute the law. It would be an abuse of power. So there you go. Laying it out. Is it over now? Do they vote? And then he's attorney general and we move on with our lives. And there's a little more grandstanding to do. The White House has invited rank-and-file House Democrats to lunch with President Trump, bypassing Speaker Nancy Pelosi as part of a strategy to peel off centrist and freshman lawmakers to support his funding of the U.S.-Mexico border wall. I think he's serving some of the happy meals left over from the Clemson dinner. (laughs) Uh, This is an interesting idea. An aide says Pelosi gave lawmakers her blessing to attend, telling her leadership team the group can see what she and others have been dealing with during the shutdown. Go ahead, see for yourself, she's saying. Good luck with that, she says. Yeah. Pelosi and her team met several times, you know, with Trump during the 25-day shutdown. Well, they're back on the picket lines today. When teachers' rights are under attack, what do we do? Students' rights are under attack. What do we do? I like that. It's a good chant. Stand up, fight back. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good, you know, call and response chant. I get about a B grade for that chant. That's that's pretty good. Solid B. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the chant's fine. It wasn't delivered as a. Need a little more vim and vigor. It seemed like (laughs) like two people answering back. Stand up, fight back. More than 30,000 L.A. Unified School District teachers on the picket lines pushing for reinvestment in education uh, during uh, their historic strike that's going on this week. The teachers' union has a range of issues that have not been resolved with the district. They include salaries, reduced class sizes, and some are pointing out the real wedge issue, the explosion of charter schools in L.A. and California. Ah, because the public schools are so terrible. But we've got to crush those charter schools to make public schools better. Please. I feel like there may be... uh, so, with charter schools available, the people who can put their kids in charter schools shave off probably the top, I don't know, the X percentage of the student population of any school district, yeah. leaving the public school system, the rest of it, and then, which exacerbates the problem of English as a second language, because you no longer have those top of the tier of the students in the public school systems trying to level out those ratios. Does yeah, that make but sense? they level out test results, but those kids lose. Right. Those kids who are leaving the public schools are the losers. Now, I will tell you this. Of all monopolies, and all monopolies are evil, the most insidious is a government monopoly on education. School choice. School choice. I'm talking to you people in bad neighborhoods. I'm talking to you poor people. I'm talking to you people with crappy schools. School choice is the answer. Competition. I know the teachers unions hate that. Send the angry emails. Go ahead. I get plenty of them. There you go. Sleeping. Sleeping. Very important, as we know. you got to sleep for at least I'd six... I'd be asleep right now if I had my choice. <laughs> got to be sleeping for at least six hours a night in order to keep your heart healthy. That's according to new research from the National Center for Heart Research in the Madrid, Spain. The study found that adults who slept less than six hours had a 27% higher chance of developing heart conditions. You sleep less than six, you're not sleeping much, because I'm about a six guy, and less than that is really not much sleep. And they're saying that sleeping more than eight hours a night also showed a correlation to heart problems. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah, I got a pretty narrow window (laughs) on your uh, sleep schedule. 
That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. But what? isn't the usual that the lifestyle that goes along with somebody who sleeps six or less hours a day, plus the lifestyle of somebody who sleeps eight or more hours a day? I don't know. Those I, people probably uh, exercise less, eat more crap, I'm guessing, people who sleep ten hours a day. How long of a time frame do I have to average all this out? Like, if I pull two all-nighters back-to-back, right. can I just <gasps> sleep for 18 hours and, yes. I, and I'm good? Oh, sure. Yeah, aver- it, yeah as no long problem. as it averages up to yeah. eight, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All okay. doctors say that. Right. <laughs> I used to live that lifestyle. I felt great all the time. Vegas, oh. here I come. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been fully alert since 1994. <laughs> I'm sorry, 92, now that I think about it. You're using the internet wrong, and it's making you depressed and sad and lonely. It's oh. making some people Ooh. suicidal, and I, personally, am making one of the biggest mistakes in how you use the internet to make you unhappy. Is that coming up next? Certain, certainly can be. Oh, let's do it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. They're in break right now, questioning old Bill Barr, Roseanne Barr. It's uh, Roseanne Barr's husband, William Barr. It's William Barr? Yep. Uh, okay. Had a William crisis Barr. of confidence Cousin on his first of Bob name. Barr. Um, the author of the saying, Some Days the Bar Eats You. A famous man. William Barr is going to be our attorney general, and they're questioning him. They're in break right now, and he's given the answers you're supposed to give, and they've asked the questions they're supposed to ask, and it is a D&P show, a dog and pony show. Absolutely. Yeah, he was the AG under George H.W. for a couple of years in the 90s and did quite a fine job and was not a controversial character at all. He's a solid guy. Not some sort of bizarro Trump revolutionary or anything, and but they're going to try to make a show of it because that's what politics is. You're using the internet all wrong, and it's making you depressed. My name is Ian, and apparently I'm a completely irresponsible internet user. This guy named Ian wrote this piece using a bunch of studies and research out there about uh, how to use the internet and not end up depressed. Several studies have linked spending too much time online, especially on social media, with feelings of depression, loneliness, and self-esteem. Every single study that's ever been done does. I remember before social media became a thing, you got to remember, the Internet was around for a chunk of years before we even got into the whole social media thing the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, there were studies that showed just being online, people tended to be less happy when, when they got offline. Just from just, just being online. Interesting. There's something about it. Maybe it's the lack of physicality. I don't know. The reason for this association is some combination of social comparison which we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, my life's not as good. I'm not as pretty as him. My wife's not as pretty as her. You know, all that sort of stuff. And the fact that spending more time online, online means less time with friends and family in real life. So you've got both ends of it. But the worst thing about how I use the Internet, this person says, and it's true for me also, is that I mostly do passive Internet use, meaning I simply scroll, scroll through social media, news feeds, Twitter feeds, and my personal favorite YouTube wormholes without any real purpose. I'm essentially bombarding myself with mostly depressing information that I never once asked for. Can any of us, can any, does, do any of us not 
right now feel that feeling you get when you've gotten sucked into the YouTube worm, wormhole and you've been on there way too long. I can feel physically what that feels like. Now we I think everybody can. Obviously, I'm enjoying it enough to keep going. Enjoying it from, might be the wrong word, though. I've gone from this music video to a, an, uh, an inner. This happened to me the other night. I'm at some point watching an interview with Sammy Hagar from the 70s. Why? Right. <laughs> Why am I spending any of my life doing that? I've gone from a music video to a guitar lesson to an interview to something else and I, something else. And all of a sudden I'm on world's greatest car crashes caught on film. <laughs> right. what, what, how did I? What, what time is it? <laughs> Scientific research shows that passively browsing the Internet is absolutely terrible for our mental health. There's a study published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology. God, you know what's the irony of this? My sweet wife probably does that too much, but she can't hear this right now because our internet is out. (laughs) (laughs) They found that university students asked to consume random pieces of content on Facebook for just 10 minutes were in a worse mood at the end of the day than those asked to post or chat with friends on the same platform. Mm. Weird. Another more mundane reason for all this is because you end up consuming mostly boring information, or at least information that you didn't care about, I have no real interest <laughs> in an interview Sammy Hagar did in the 70s. What was Sammy Hagar thinking during the turbulent 70s? You don't want to know that? <laughs> because you didn't actively search for it. You're not really into it. That leaves you feeling like you just wasted your time, because you did. When people turn to something for negative reasons to allay anxiety, loneliness, and depression... They only exacerbate them, they found in the study. But if they're able to harness the Internet in a positive direction, it won't be uh, addictive or it doesn't have to be depression-inducing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I, um, I I do a lot of guitar lessons online, that doesn't make me depressed. I'm actively doing something. See, that does make me depressed because I'm such a bad guitar player. <laughs> there are a few simple things you can do to improve your overall experience on social media, even if you have trouble avoiding it altogether. Uh, unfollow random accounts. Follow positive accounts. Stay away from people that are negative. Follow Um, positive Sean. Hey, there you go. I'm really good at Twitter. Simply cutting down on your internet time is far and away the most obvious option, but let's not kid ourselves. This person says you're probably not going to do that. But, yeah, so it's just a bad idea to random, to, to, um, I was mentioning another study earlier, and this guy said embrace boredom. He said one of the worst things we've all done to our minds is we've trained our brains to be in a panic if they're not getting some input. Right. That's that's what that is my main thing these days embracing boredom and I believe in it so firmly I've tried to spread it in, in, on the radio show. <laughs> Try to, you know, yeah, in, whatever. enforce it. <laughs> now, see, you know, it's funny just before you said that I was thinking my new thing if the weather's at all decent is I just sit in my backyard and just look around and scroll through uh, uh no, Twitter. I'm not scrolling through anything. I'm looking at the trees. So you're FaceTiming and you sitting in the backyard. <laughs> you're posting pics of your backyard no, and you're I'm seeing just how many people. Fishing. No, I'm just sitting there thinking. And then you read the comments on your sitting. Exactly. Way to sit. You can't DA. sit. <laughs> how do you call people racist from your backyard? That's what I do right, online exactly. a lot. Well, yeah. anybody who disagrees with me is a racist. So, uh, I just I have that ready for uh, copy and paste at all times. You're a racist. All I have to do is touch paste. So, because we're training our brains that boredom is, um, and I think boredom's the wrong word, um, but lack of input. Lack of direct input, right, yeah. Uh, we're training our brains that that somehow, you know, is a bad thing. We want it even more. It's Pavlovian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's why you have this desire, if I am standing in line at Starbucks, 
until I pull my phone out, I'm just standing here staring straight ahead. This is no good. This is no good. I got to pull out my phone and scroll for the next 20 seconds before I'm next in line. And often it is 20 seconds. Yeah. We're training our brains that that, that you know, it just adds to it. It gets worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. as you do it. The best uh, explanation I've heard of what we're doing to ourselves uh, from a, a neuropsychologist, he was talking about, uh, are you the person in your home who deals with the bills and the uh, the finances and that sort of stuff? Um or, or the paperwork in general. I am. Uh, our quiet time, our so-called board time, is when your brain is filing. It's when it's putting the bills in the correct piles. It's it's when it's putting the tax records in the tax file. It's doing all that stuff that's really necessary to prevent a gigantic, intimidating, terrible, confusing pile from building up in terms of our psychology, our thoughts. You have to have your filing time. Sleep's really important for that, too. But when you're standing there in line at Starbucks is when your brain is making sense of everything you've experienced. So then that makes it even worse. Even without that, it's not good to train my brain that I need some input because then it makes it impossible to read a book, for instance. Right. Because that's not inputty enough. Yeah. I need more stimulation in that. Yeah. Not good. Not and good. I had a funny conversation with Delaney, my college student, who just went back to school this morning. And there were a few tears. What a great kid she is. What a sweetie. Half nuts, but she's my kid. What do you expect? <laughs> but um, she was cleaning out her car because we're having it shipped uh, across the country to her. And, uh, and she found in her trunk a copy, a hardcover copy of a novel titled Tristram Shandy, which was a classic, is a classic of American literature written by some, oh, I can picture his name, some old timey dude in like 1760. Released in serial form, as novels were at the time. Dickens, virtually everything Dickens wrote, was for a weekly or monthly publication. And you had to get the magazine to read the next chapter. Or you could wait and bi- wait and binge read it. <laughs> I suppose you could. Actually, yeah, that's what books were. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, uh, first of all, she, she uh, regaled us with a very funny screed about how in high school she was uh, perhaps a little in love with how smart she was and like maybe like to show it more than is dignified um and evidently bought tristram shandy at a book sale and uh, was sporting it and going to attempt to read it to be a smart person <laughs> the entire first chapter which is only about a page and a half consists of two sentences two sentences that are an entire page to page and a half long the writing is completely impenetrable and part of it probably has to do with uh, being a product of the internet age but the old timey writing i mean evidently there was nothing to do till next tuesday when you had to go into town in the old timey days or you know the sun had gone down you're sitting by the fire and there's bears and or indians or indians riding bears outside and you didn't <laughs> dare go outside you didn't dare go outside so you had to sit there by the fire reading or something like that but man you had to concentrate like it was a knife fight <laughs> to get through the sentences in this book man tip of the cap to people from the 1700s cuz y'all could read Man, I, I I wish I'd brought it in. That just oh, they don't go four words without like a comma and an aside and a tangent and a dot 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 and then another tangent and an aside and then a historical reference and the rest of it. And you're thirty five words in. It's still the first sentence. You have no idea what the guy's talking about. Sentence and, number one. And now we live in a world where. AOC is seen as slaying Joe Lieberman over the weekend. With the tweet, new party, who dis? 
Yeah, so that's a play on the uh, four words, and then people discussed it for three days. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> She's a, no Tristram Shandy. Yeah. It's a classic response for when you get a, a a phone number from or a text from somebody that you don't have saved in your phone, and you don't want to tell them that hey, you're not important enough to save your number in my phone. So you say, hey, I got a new phone. I that something didn't transfer. Who is this? Yeah. Right. So yeah, that it, it new was a, phone. Who dis? Yeah, it was a new play party. On. Who dis? There you go. I get it. She's a clever little gal, isn't sure. she? That was condescending and sexist. I'd like to apologize for it. She's I'd like a to retract clever it. little gal. Yes. I, wow. The, the moment it came out of my mouth, I regret it. Wow. She's, Why uh, don't you just take your Gillette razor and get out of here? She's <laughs> a delightful and uh, fascinating young woman. And the my, sign of, of the new politics to come, which is to say ill-informed, socialist, and in love with itself. I don't know. No, I do I, know. I think you can get up to speed on that stuff. Again, I want more regular people. I think we're better off with more regular I'm people. I'm with you 100%. Fewer lawyers, more regular people. Citizen legislators. Imagine that. If only somebody had designed a country for that. Her. And limited government. Although, they, see, that's the problem. She's a citizen legislator in favor of unlimited government. Oh, yeah. But I want the 29-year-old bartender. There's plenty of them out there who wants everybody to be on their own and doesn't want to give a hand out to anybody. I want a and 29-year-old bartender who has a decent pour going. <laughs> huh? What do you got? Carpool tunnel? Keep pouring. <laughs> You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.